Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Let me just give Charger fans a little idea of what's coming. This team is also going to have a guy that is finally, I think, going to solve the Chargers going to Charger situation. Makes complete sense that he wants to leave, and I have no problem with it. Today's guests, Lions wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown, Pro Football Hall of Famer Marshall Falk, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, and now... It's Rich Eisen. Factual. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, everybody? We got ourselves a championship weekend in the National Football League coming up. And two days from now, we're going to find out who makes the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, Nevada for Super Bowl 58. And we are going to be there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from the Super Bowl experience. Our guest list is forming, and it is real. Spectacular. (laughs) We're very excited to announce that to you next week. We'll let you know what our plans are. Uh, to uh, to hang out uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. And by that, I mean running to you on the street. Uh, 844-204-RICH is yes. the number to dial right here on the program. Yes. There's, there's, a <laughs> lot, there's a lot to run into in Las Vegas, Nevada. At the blackjack table. No, no, not me. Not me. Uh, craps, That's poker, you. buffet. Well, I'm I'll, be ev- ev- I'll be everywhere. I'm an NFL employee. <laughs> Come find me in Del Tufo, baby. We'll yeah. I'll be just strolling through the casino we'll with my out. head down, yep. going straight to the elevator. <laughs> So uh, good, to see you the, good to see you, Chris Brockman. How are you, hey, sir? Man, I'm great. Ready for games. Let's DJ Mikey D is and D's nuts. Good to see you. Uh, TJ Jefferson, good to see you, sir. Hey, good to see you. Did you see me in Vegas? No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you did not. Very, uh, At three in the morning, no, you didn't. <laughs> keep, keep walking. That's no, the weirdest way to say what happens there stays there. Hey, there ain't no telling, like Jack said to Helen. I don't know okay. what I might be up to. Okay, very good. <laughs> um, lots to discuss on this program. Tom Pelissero in hour number three. Is it entirely possible that the winningest coach of our generation, that uh, one of the greatest coaches in the history of the National Football League, the man who has amassed the most Lombardi trophies to the point where Michael Irvin said we should once... Once upon a time said we should rename the trophy the Belichick trophy. He's not wrong. (laughs) Um, Is it entirely possible that he is not going to have a role in the National Football League on a coaching sideline for the first time in a half century? Bill Belichick has, in fact, the longest streak in the history of the NFL of being either an assistant or a head coach on a sideline in the NFL 49 straight years There's just two coach spots available right now to be an HC in the NFL. It's the Washington Commanders. It's the Seattle Seahawks. And Bill Belichick has interviewed for neither at this point in time. It sure looks like both of these franchises are waiting on somebody that's currently coaching this weekend. And if somebody's currently coaching this weekend, you cannot have them in for a an in-person visit or an interview until after this weekend. 
So Ben Johnson is the offensive coordinator in the NFC championship game. Mike McDonald is the defensive coordinator in the AFC championship game for the Lions and the Ravens, respectively. They are apparently on the radar screens of the Washington Commanders and the Seattle Seahawks, respectively. And until they are done with this week's games, apparently the Seahawks and the Commanders are keeping their vacancies open. Is it entirely possible the 2021 coach of the year for the one-seeded Titans at the time, Mike Vrabel, whose players swear by him, from the bussing guys all the way down to anybody else that you want to talk to that's played for Mike Vrabel. Mm-hmm. Is it entirely possible he will not have a job? And Pete Carroll clearly is not having Seattle's job. I haven't heard his name associated with the Washington job either. Raheem Morris has been named as the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And he was number four on my power rankings list of best head coaching candidates available. Every single player that you speak to that's been coached by him at every single stop, including Atlanta, when he was the interim coach for a while, swears by him. And the Falcons said, you are now the H.C., And he is now going to be the man leading the Atlanta Falcons into 2024 and beyond. And he is a great hire, a terrific coach. And Atlanta hits a home run there and wildly was the hire that appears to put Belichick on a lot of lists for the hottest media analyst that could be out there, which is wild. By the way, he would be phenomenal at it. Oh, so good. So many different ways, but I have no idea what he's thinking today, and I don't know anybody who does. And so that's the latest on the coaching carousel. Tom Pelissero will join us in hour number two. Hall of Famer Marshall Falk, who texted me during Monday's show saying, hey, I'm in town. Uh, I said, how about Tuesday? He goes, how about today? And I'm like, no, I'm in the middle of a show. Literally is the conversation we have. He's like, how about Friday? I might be in town. Boom. Hour number two, he'll be here. (laughs) Hey, what's more likely for championship weekend? There's you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial, and a wide receiver I've been pounding this table for. For a couple of years, I said at the end of last year, Amon Ross St. Brown is a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. I even got some pushback in this studio from that. Yeah, you pushed back on me a little bit. Yeah, about top 10? Are you sure it was me? It was both of you. Both of them? I don't know. Uh, I mean, he pushes back a little bit more than me. Understood. <laughs> but I don't think there's any pushback now. It's the sun god. First team all pro and the Detroit Lions are in the NFC Championship game. He'll be joining us in about 14 minutes time. So don't move. <laughs> Essentially what I'm saying. Don't move. No, I mean, you could move a little bit. I don't mean to freeze. You, you can unfreeze, please. Okay, very good. Um, so these are legacy moments. And that's the conversation you're going to be hearing quite a bit about next week and then Super Bowl week. We talk about legacies. Everybody needs a legacy win. Let's be honest. They're all just different legacies that they're winning for and creating. And your legacies depend on what you've already done, the franchise you're playing with, and for. So I want to run through 
the legacies that are at stake and for all four quarterbacks who can create or build even further their legacies with appearances in the Super Bowl or one of the four quarterbacks on the screen, Jared Goff, Brock Purdy, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes will finish the season with two more wins and a Super Bowl and have the biggest legacy win of all. And I want to start with Jared Goff. Because if Jared Goff takes the Detroit Lions to the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. if he takes the Detroit Lions to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl, he will become statue-worthy in the city of Detroit, which is what nobody thought about or could be possible when he was acquired by the Lions in a trade that is so rare because one team takes their franchise quarterback who asked for exit visas after a decade of losing, saying, send me somewhere where I can win. And the team not only obliges, but acquires another first overall drafted quarterback in the trade and gets two first-round picks, too. Normally, you know, you just trade number one for number one. But the uh, number one they're acquiring is considered so, what's the word for it, inferior to the one that they're giving up, despite being younger, despite having been to a Super Bowl. (laughs) You know, those two first-round picks that came with Goff gave the impression that the Rams were offloading him. And Detroit was just taking him on so they could get those two first-round picks, not actually build around him and go to the Super Bowl with him. And Goff is one win away from saying, yeah, everybody, that's the plan here. And Goff, if he goes to the Super Bowl and wins it, he's already, by the way, joined Peyton Manning as the only quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era to take his team two different teams, pardon me, to a conference championship game. Peyton doing it with the Colts and the Broncos and Jared Goff doing it with the Rams and the Lions. Those are the only guys to do it. That's it. And if he wins it, he would join the the following people to be first overall selections to win a Super Bowl. Peyton, Eli, Terry Bradshaw, Troy Aikman, John Elway, Jim Plunkett, and the guy who was traded for. Matthew Stafford. And then again, it's a statue. The Detroit Lions getting to a Super Bowl for the first mm-hmm. time and then winning it. Boom. This is what we call legacy games. And then you got Brock Purdy. You have to consider how he was drafted and which team drafted him. How he was drafted. Last pick in the draft. 262nd overall. Did you know? Only one guy has won a Super Bowl with a lesser draft position than that. His name was Brad Johnson. Super Bowl 37 winner. The only guy. He's currently the record holder for lowest drafted player in the history of winning a Super Bowl at quarterback. And it's 227th. So it's actually higher than Brock Purdy. He would be, without a doubt, 
the last lowest drafted quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. I honestly thought it was Brady, and then I forgot, oh, yeah, that Brad Johnson was the ninth overall pick of the 92 draft. And Purdy. In the seventh round. In the ninth round. In the ninth round. Yes. The 92 draft still had multiple rounds longer than seven. That's crazy. Right. Ninth round of the 92 draft. Purdy would break that record. And then, of course, for the 49ers. Everything that you're hearing about Brock Purdy and the conversation, the national conversation about him. The list of Super Bowl winning quarterbacks for the San Francisco 49ers would read Joe Montana, Steve Young, Brock Purdy. Hello, Legacy. Right then and right there, on the spot, that he would bring the 49ers another trophy for the first time since the early 90s. How about them apples? You want to talk about legacy win because you know who'll be standing there? Montana will be at the game. I bet Young will be at the game. Rice will be at the game. Name it. It'll be like a night at the museum for the 49ers at the game in Las Vegas, Nevada. Where, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo wound up playing this year so they could clear the way for Purdy. He could do it technically on Garoppolo's turf. That's kind of wild. And then there's the AFC Championship game. You want to talk about legacy games? Lamar Jackson, who is, by the way, the very tail end of Ozzie Newsom's legacy as the general manager of the Baltimore Ravens in his final draft that he controlled. He trades up into the first round and selects Lamar Jackson with the last pick of that first round and leaves him, bequeaths him to the Ravens as he walks out the door as the general manager and hands things off to Eric DaCosta, who has done nothing but great things to build around Lamar Jackson, including this year for them to make decisions at offensive coordinator and obviously at wide receiver to get Odell Beckham Jr. to draft Zay Flowers for him to do everything that they need to do to water and fertilize, to use a phrase from up the road, Lamar Jackson, who is the unanimous MVP in 2019 joining Tom Brady is the only other unanimous MVP of the National Football League. And now what can he do? Winning this game, taking the Ravens back to the Super Bowl in the first game that the Ravens have ever hosted for the right to go to the Super Bowl. The last championship game hosted in Baltimore happened in 1971 when the Colts hosted John Madden's Raiders in the AFC Championship game in the old Memorial Stadium, leading to a Super Bowl V win by Johnny Unitas. Interesting I mentioned that name because Lamar Jackson would become the 10th and 11th, 10th quarterback and 11th player to win multiple MVP awards if he gets what we're expecting him to get the Thursday before the Super Bowl. Can you imagine he steps out on the field as such? because the Thursday before the Super Bowl is when we're going to hear this announcement. He would join the following players in that category. Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Jim Brown, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, the aforementioned Unitas, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Montana, Kurt Warner, and Steve Young. Now, you might be sitting there saying, Rich, that's the MVP. What do you mean about going to the Super Bowl? Well, how about this? You need to win it to join this list in full. Because every single person I mentioned won a championship in their careers. 
That's what the legacy is at stake for Lamar Jackson. Mr. Not quarterbacky enough hoisting the Lombardi trophy for Baltimore. Hey, why don't you go work out with the wide receivers? You know what I'm saying? How about that for spiking the football on all those folks? Legacy for Lamar. And then the mother load. Because, boy, do I have paperwork on this subject matter. Patrick Mahomes. Nobody's talking legacy for him because he's already got the legacy. He's already got these yachts that he's water skiing behind. He's already won two Super Bowls. He's already gotten now a sixth consecutive AFC championship game appearance. He's already been to three Super Bowls. Yada, yada, yada. Except in sports, we don't talk about, well, you're not going for legacy because you've already built a pretty damn good one. Sports is all about the Gordon Gecko mentality of greed for the lack of a better word is good. You've got to be greedy. And Mahomes looks like the greediest you-know-what on the street. Ask the folks in Buffalo how greedy he looked last Sunday when he got his 13th career playoff win. 28 years old, okay? Six full years as starter. Seven seasons since he's been drafted. Already has 13 playoff wins. If he wins and makes the Super Bowl, he will have as many playoff wins as Peyton Manning, John Elway, and Terry Bradshaw in their careers. And then if he wins the Super Bowl, he would surpass those three and be one behind Joe Montana for his career. If he throws three touchdown passes in the AFC Championship game, he would surpass Peyton Manning for most playoff touchdown passes of his career with 41. He'd be top five with three touchdowns in this game, and if he wins it, all he needs is three in this game and then the Super Bowl. He would pass Peyton Manning in that regard. And then, if he wins the Super Bowl, he would be a repeat champion. Just the ninth time that's ever happened in the history of the Super Bowl. And we haven't seen it since 2003-2004 when Brady did it. That's the longest drought in NFL history. Who would be the one to end it? Oh, a guy that's got nothing to build on with his legacy. And then if he does it, he and just to get to the Super Bowl, just to get there, Andy Reid and Mahomes can become the seventh head coach and starting quarterback duo to repeat Super Bowl champions if they do it. Joining Belichick and Brady, Jimmy and Troy, Shanahan and Elway, Nolan Bradshaw, Shula and Greasy, Lombardi and Starr. He put himself in the Reed and 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 Mahomes. If they win the Super Bowl this year, would put themselves in the same breath as Lombardi and Starr. And then, in terms of winning the Super Bowl, Reed and Mahomes could become the fourth head coach quarterback to duo to win three or more Super Bowls together. Who are the others? Belichick and Brady, Noel and Bradshaw, Walsh and Montana. I mean, we need an oxygen tank. It's getting so high up in the rarefied air I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about, hey, Purdy could, you know, surpass Brad Johnson. <laughs> All due respect. This is at stake for Mahomes. 
in terms of legacy. So wanted to start the show that way and put it all out there. My God, I love this sport. And I just love the history of it. And I love what people are thinking about all four of these guys and what it means to the fans if I'm right about this, they're, they're one. I want to make this a poll question, Chris. Let's do it. What, whose legacy is most affected by winning the Super Bowl this year? Ooh. Put all four of them in. See what happens. All four of them got quite the case to put one in the case. We'll take a break when the guy who can help Jared Goff win this game significantly. And Jared can help him win the game significantly. It's Amon Ross St. Brown. Not spoken to him. I'm very much looking forward to doing that. One of the best in the business, certainly from the Detroit Lions, is next with Marshall Falk in studio coming up. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Okay, it's a poll question up. It's up. I'll hit it. Let's do it. You wanna you wanna chime in on it? Um great question. Whose legacy is most affected, right? With a win. Most affected with the Super Bowl win. Yeah. You got time. You I got know, two I'm hours down, and forty down, minutes down, to thinking. go. TJ, you have a snap I mean, judgment right now, or you want to think about it? I mean, I'm I'm kind of biased in this. I'm gonna be very honest with Why, you. Why how are you biased? I'm really rooting for Lamar Jackson. I feel as though him winning a Super Bowl, you know, in addition to just kind of adding to his legacy, will hopefully take away a lot of the questions that are always presented to quarterbacks that look like him, whose leadership, whose abilities have always been in question. And I'm hoping, you know, I'm just going to say it, I'm hoping that he gets the win, 
just to help guys like Lamar Jackson in the future not have to have guys go on and say they should be running backs or wide receivers and things of that nature. So I'm all in on Lamar Jackson on okay. this, just to be very so, honest with so, you. So, I mean, that's just your rooting interest. Do you think that that – and that legacy is significant? Yeah. A significant legacy. And, I mean, look, it's other guys that – look, Patrick Mahomes, he's been doing it too, but he didn't really have the, the questions – well, put on him that Lamar. He, has he was all about you know his big arm and his yeah. and his riskiness. So and it wasn't we, the same with Pat as we, it has been for Lamar. We were referring to on draft night that Reed was looking for his Favre. Mm-hmm. We were not saying he was looking for his Vic. <laughs> from his no, from his past, you know, quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you you you're going to vote for Lamar on this? I'm going. All Lamar. right. Hang on, don't 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 answer just that. We're going to talk to Marshall about this. If anybody knows about legacy wins, it's him. Because the Super Bowl he won, in terms of quarterbacks, they made a movie out of his quarterback. (laughs) Factual. (laughs) You know? Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I just love watching this guy play. Um, and I think Detroit Lions fans do too. <laughs> I would say so. He is an all-pro wide receiver getting set to take on the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Thrilled to have right here on the Rich Eisen Show, Amon Ross St. Brown. How are you? Good. How you doing, man? I'm doing better for seeing you on my screen. I'm not going to okay. lie. I'm not going to lie. What's going through your temples right now on the verge of playing for the right to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, shoot, we're excited. Um you know, if you told me two years ago, you know, my rookie year, if you told me then, you know, in two years you're going to be playing in the NFC Championship, I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I would believe you. Um, but just, you know, the work that we put in as a team, um, just to see everything come to life these last two, three years um, while being here has been amazing. Um, but we feel like the time is now for us as a team. Um, you don't get these chances often, you know, from guys that have been here before, like Jared, he's been in the Super Bowl before. Um, you never know when these opportunities come. And, for us, we feel like we got to make the most of it. Um, we got a chance to do something special here. And like I said, the time is now. And so what was it like when you first arrived with the team? Yeah, I mean, it was just um, you know, a lot of the same guys. Obviously, you know, me, Jared, Coach Campbell, um, Coach L, our receiver coach, um, shoot my whole drive class, a bunch of guys that, you know, are still here on this team right now. Um, when we all got here, I mean, I didn't know much. I'm going to be honest. I was a rookie. Uh, you know, I just wanted to try to get on the field, make plays, help this team win in any way that I can. We didn't win early on. Shoot, we were like, oh, oh, 10 and one, I think at one point um, before we got the first win my rookie year. But we stuck with it. Uh, we listened to coach. He always told us, man, there's the, the right guys are in this room. We don't need to look nowhere else. Obviously, you know, we got other draft picks, you know, in the upcoming years, some free agent guys. But a lot of the nucleus is still here. Um and we feel like we were built for this. Um, we've been through hard times. We know what the, the other side looks like, and we don't want to go back. So we, got, we want to keep doing what we're doing. Did you see Dan Campbell's introductory press conference? Were you paying attention to it in your, in your pre-draft at all? You know, I really wasn't. Uh, when I got drafted, actually, you know, some of my friends and, and, you know, people, fans were telling me about it. And so that's what really when I, you know, when I watched it and saw it. But I didn't, I didn't know of it before I got drafted. Um, so it was kind of, you know, it's kind of funny when I got drafted. So like, yeah, was, what was your impression of it when you finally had it played for you? Yeah. They're like, you're about to bite some kneecaps off. I didn't know what they were, what they meant. <laughs> and then I finally saw the, I, I saw the interview and it all made sense. But, um, right. You know, from his, you know, from his first, 
uh, introductory press conference. He brought the energy, and he still brings that same energy every day. So, so when when did the team um, start buying what he was selling? Was it right from jump, right from the get go? Uh, I think so. You know, I, I don't know if everyone bought 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 into it, uh, but there's definitely you know the guys that are still here. I feel like bought into it from you know when when he first got here, um, and we've been trying to you know replicate, duplicate, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. Um, just what he embodies, how he coaches us, what he sees in players, what he admires in players, you know, fighting through things, never giving up, being tough, finishing plays for receivers. I mean, for us blocking down the field without the ball, things like that, that you can't really, you know, you can't teach. You just got to, either you got it or you don't, either you want to put the effort in, put the work in, or you, or you don't. And I feel like a lot of guys on this team are like that. We're selfless. Um, we want we want everyone to win on our team. Um, and we just want to, Go out there and do whatever it takes to win the game. What about you, man? Uh, what makes you tick? Uh, you know, I feel like personally, I'm I'm motivated internally, just you know, by my just through through myself. I don't really need anyone else to motivate me. I've kind of been like that my whole life. I'm always I just want to be the best version of myself that I can be. Um, and for me, you know, going into every year, I always want to be better than I was the year before. So, you know, going into my second year, I want to be better than I was my rookie year. And then going into this year, I want to be a better player, better leader, whatever. You know, whatever that entails, I wanted to be a better, better person, better everything. And I feel that I've been doing that. Um, and then just being consistent. That's the biggest thing for me is, you know, consistency is what is what lasts in this league. Um, some guys have one one good year, two good years. Um, but if you string a, you know, five, six, seven, eight good years back to back to back, that consistency is what really matters. So that's always been my my biggest thing. Who's your model? Who's your role model? Who's been that for you? Uh, I would say growing up, my role model was definitely my dad. Um, you know, just being around him, seeing how hard he works. Um, you know, he was basically my trainer when I was, you know, playing sports. But then when we were done playing sports, he was my father. Um, you know, loving, loving father like every like every other father. But just being able to see him, you know, go to work. Um, how he was, uh, you know, tough on us. Uh, him telling me stories when he was younger. What think the things he did. You know, he came from a tough background, so. For him to make it out of where he came from, uh, I just really admired that, and so I would definitely say that my father. And what about football wise? Who 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 did you emulate growing up? Saying I want to be like that guy, Amon Ross. Yeah, I watched a lot of different guys growing up. Um, shoot, I loved you know watching Antonio Brown, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., um, Keaton Allen, um, Devonte Adams. Once my brother got on the Packers, because you know I didn't watch too many Packer games, but once he got dropped to the Packers, I watched those games, obviously, and, you know, when you watch the Packers play, you can't help but to see Devontae make plays, so watching his game, a uh, bunch of guys that I try to, you know, take things from uh, that are in this league that, you know, do amazing things, whether it's route running, um, you know, after the catch, whatever it is, so um, I love watching a bunch of guys. And when you started connecting with Jared Goff, what, 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 how has that relationship grown? for you guys yeah, it's, been, it's been good uh you know he texted me when i first got drafted um you know he's like you know happy to have you on his team uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun we're gonna get to work you're gonna be a big part of this offense um, and that's the first thing he texted me right when i got drafted like a few hours after and then you know through with him um before i even got to you know got to detroit jerry got all the receivers together um some of the tight ends some of the running backs we threw in california um and so that's really my first time meeting a lot of the guys on the team then rookie mini camp, all that. But, you know, rookie year, uh, like I said, I was just trying to get in the flow of things, try to make plays, get on the field. 
And then towards the back half of my rookie year, kind of started getting more more targets, made some plays, and then going into my second year, you know, we threw again in the offseason. He lives in in California in the offseason, so do I. So it's always easy for us to link up, uh, throw around, you know, catch balls. Um, and I think that's huge for a receiver and quarterback, just being able to understand, you know, how I like to run my routes, how, what he sees out there, what, you know, what makes him take at quarterback, things that, you know, help him while receivers running routes to indicate whether it's the top of the route, things like that. Um, so we understand each other really well. And at this point in the season, it's like we've been doing it all year. Um, not really much to change. Just keep going. It's kind of funny how life works. I'm on Ross St. Brown, two guys who are in the Los Angeles area, you collegiately, him professionally. You wind up in Detroit at the same time. It's been a long time for Detroit to get some success to the level that you two are, are right in the center of providing it. And um, you guys are going to go to San Francisco with a chance to make the Super Bowl. It's kind of amazing how life works sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. You know? And then, so what? what is he like? He, he, I mean, seeing him work in blue after games, you know, breaking down the, the, the post-game celebration, it, it's, you know, you don't usually see him like that. I mean, what, what have you learned about Jared Goff? Yeah, he's a... Um... He's a great leader. Um, you know, one thing about him is he's never too, you know, during the game, especially he's never too high. He's never too low. He's always, uh, whether he throws a pick or throws a touchdown, um, he's never, I mean, he's excited obviously when we score, but he's able to keep this, um, this even keel mindset throughout the game. that I think it's super important for a quarterback. I mean, I think it's important at all positions, but especially a quarterback because he's making so many decisions throughout the game. Some probably, you know, a lot of them that he that he likes and is happy about some that he might not be, and as a quarterback, I feel you got to move on, especially in big games. You got to be able to move on to the next play. He does a great job of doing that. Um, I mean, he's he's been here before. He knows what it looks like. So, I mean, shoot, we're happy to have him here. Um, like I said, he's been in the Super Bowl. He's won an NFC Championship. So to have him as our quarterback, um, shoot, I wouldn't want anyone else. What's your challenge? What have you seen on film so far of that Niner defense? What do you have? Yeah, they're they're a solid defense. They're one of the best defenses in this in this league. Um, they run and hit. That's something that really you know stands out on the film. Is they might not do too many schematically too much. You know, too many different things on defense. They have their main calls and whatnot. But they feel like you know they got guys on that defense that are big, can get after the quarterback up front, uh, linebacker rise, guys that can run. You know, sideline and sideline can hit, can cover uh, DBs. They got some some good DBs too that can cover. So. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good matchup. I feel like you know us as an offense, we do things right. We, you know, we can run, we can throw. We're, we're balanced. Um, so I think it's gonna be a good matchup. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait for it either. A few more minutes left with Amon Ross St. Brown, the first team All Pro wide receiver of the Detroit Lions here on the Rich Eisen Show. You mentioned earlier Coach L. That's Antoine Randall L. If I'm not mistaken, he threw a touchdown pass in the first playoff game ever played in Ford Field back in the day in the Super Bowl. Um, have you ever gone to him and wanted to put something like that in the repertoire for you where you're throwing downfield like that? Shoot, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, shoot, L used to play quarterback in college, so he probably yeah. Throws, yeah. throws a little better than me, but um, I feel like I can throw myself personally a little. Um, okay. But no, nah, I mean, whenever, if there ever is a play uh, where, you know, they, they have me throw it, I'm ready. I'm always excited for it. Um, but, 
you know, I'm not going to go to Elm, but we got to get a, a pass plan. For whatever the, the play is of the week, the special play, right. I'm ready for it. Well, and, and again, he's been through it too. I mean, he's got a right. he's got a ring. Antoine Randall-Bell's got a ring. There's no doubt about that. And And I guess, you know, you have some incredibly talented guys on your team too. Walk me through Jameer Gibbs. I'm just fascinated by him and and what he's been able to do. And you know what it's like to break through in this league um, on Ross yeah. St. Brown. What do you have with him? Yeah, he's a he's a baller. He's a, um, I mean, he's dynamic. I feel like he can do a lot of things. Whether it's running the ball, but in between the tackles, outside of the tackles, um, out the backfield, can can catch the ball, um, can line him up out wide, get a mismatch on a linebacker. Um, so he could do, he's able to do a lot of different things, but I think, you know, his, he's, um, he's electric. He's with the ball in his hands. He's quick, quick feet in the hole. He's fast, has, you know, home run speed. So I think that really is what separates him. And he comes to work every day. Um, and he's great energy, puts a smile on his face. Um, and he just, you know, like I said, comes to work, ready to, ready to go every day, never complains. Um, and when he, when he's out there, man, it shows he's, he's happy, he's excited. Um, and he's, a He's a difference maker for us, definitely. He sure is. And two more for you here. What's your favorite story of a fan that you've met or over the last two home games that you've had where you've personally witnessed what you and your teammates are doing for these fans means to them? What what have you come across on that front that you're willing to share? Uh, I would say um, some people probably already know about it, um, but I would say this year, you know, I dyed my hair blue, obviously. Yes, sir. And we won that first game against the Rams. And then, I, you know, I think it's like a Monday or Tuesday, I wake up and I, someone texts me a picture from this on Twitter that, you know, an elderly, elderly guy, elderly uh, named Larry, he dyed his hair blue. Um, you know, he's in hospice. So mm. I, they took a picture of him. He said, you know, I think it was his son who took a picture of him, posted it, said, my dad just um, dyed his hair blue, you know, for Amon Ross St. Brown. He's a huge Lions fan, whatever. So that kind of, you know, it touched me. It was cool. Um, and I was able to get on the phone, chat with him, really? which was awesome. Able to send him a jersey and everything. So I think I thought that was, you know, pretty cool for me, definitely. Uh, because that's my first time being in the playoffs. Um, and I know the Lions fans have been, they've been wanting this for so long. And, you know, it's finally here. We've won a few games. They're super excited. So. That was probably one of the best moments, definitely, in my, yeah, in my can't, career. Can't top that, right? No. There's a gentleman in hospice who who's inspired right. by you. And so, clearly, you're you're just going to dye your hair blue. You're not thinking about that could be in the realm. So, why'd you do it? Just because? You just want to do it? Yeah. Huh? I mean, I told the guy, I told the receiver that was, was the training camp. I'm like, we're just chilling. You know, the days get long. You're here all day during training camp. So, we're just chilling at the lockers. I'm like, if we make the playoffs, I'm dying my hair blue. And they're like, are you really? I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I don't care. Like, And so at the time, it was just, you know, I told him I was going to do it. And then like halfway through the year, I'm talking to one of our receivers. Um, he's like, man, you said you were going to dye your hair blue. Are you still going to do it? I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And sure enough, you know, we ended up clinching uh, against the Vikings, clinched the division like two weeks before the season even ended. Um, and then, you know, I was like, all right, I got to do it. And so once playoffs came, I was a man of my word. Stuck to it, dyed my hair blue, and I've been, I'm rocking out with it now. Yeah. Uh, so how how long does it require any maintenance? Again, you could look at me. I'm fascinated with hair. Um. So any maintenance? What do we have? Yeah. I mean, what is it? You know, you gotta bleach. You gotta bleach it first. So okay. my hair is 
naturally, you know, dark brown. So got to bleach it to like a as light blonde as you can. And okay. then once it's that, you can just put the the blue dye in and okay. then let it rock out. But the blue kind of fades after a while. So I got to I got to touch up last week, just more blue color because it was getting kind of light. But it's looking good right now. OK, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, the, the high maintenance of continuing to win. I'm on Ross yeah. St. Brown, right? Keep yep. may may you may you have several more weeks of die jobs in your future, sir. Hopefully. I'm a big fan of watching you go about your business and what you have turned yourself into and the hard work it requires. It is inspiring. And I'm thrilled that I have a chance to tell you that. And I swear to you it's not because I had you in fantasy. <laughs> I swear to you it's not that. Thank you. No, seriously, I believe in what you're doing. And um, you know, I went to school in Ann Arbor, so I know a ton of Lions fans for you know what what you represent for them so good luck thank you thank you so much rich you bet let's do this again soon hopefully yes, maybe sir. i'll Take see you in vegas that's amon ross st brown right here on the rich eisen show there you go <laughs> listen uh i know niners fans don't want to hear that talk but you even mentioned it what was it this past overreaction monday or last one the Lions are America's team? That was this week, yeah. The Lions are America's team. I agreed with you, right? Yeah, everyone is are. pulling for these guys. Yeah. Fun. Vibes are high. Obviously, when a team has never even made it to the Super Bowl, let alone win it, uh, you know, people get behind them. And let alone a, a good old-fashioned blue-collar American city like Detroit, you know, we want good things for them. They've never made a Super Bowl. This is no, the 19th NFC Championship game for the history of the 49ers, and I'm sure, again, like I said at the top about Mahomes with building on his legacy and adding to his legacy, sports are all about greed. Like, so, you know, nice season you're having there. Detroit, shame you got to lose it. You know, I, I understand that that's going to be their approach because Kittle, I mean, Kittle's never won one. Remember that famous NFL Films moment where he's mic'd up watching the Chiefs about to win? He's like, I, I am going to make it back here. I'm going to make it back here. Hasn't yet. So he doesn't care about this narrative, nor do all the 49er fans and all the people in that organization that I do know. So I just to be fair and balanced, I hope to see you in Vegas too. But, um, you know, hey, I'm on Ross St. Brown. That interview went as uh, well as I had hoped. What a good kid. Yeah, 24 sure. years old, getting ready to go crush it in the NFC Championship game for Detroit. You can listen to that game on Westwood 1. For free, stream it, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you've been hopefully streaming and listening to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platforms. And you can, again, stream it for free. And get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. 844-204-RICH, number to Don Marshall Falk making his way to our studio to discuss all of this legacy talk, championship games, coaching carousel, and more. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests 
guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Are you still playing fantasy football? You still doing that? Um, I, I not really. No, I, 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 I'm in a league, but I don't, I don't control it. One of my buddies controls it for me. Well, because I know we've had conversations about this before, and that there are some interesting, um, uh, I guess, tasks that the loser of this league must undertake. So, are you, if you lose, even though you're not part of the day to day? Oh yeah, they'll, they'll hold me to it. Absolutely. I don't, I don't even know if I could tell you who's on my team right now, but. Um, if I were to lose, they would they would absolutely hold me to it, and uh, we, we'd have to go take care of business. What are some of the um, fails that I guess that you have? To do? What are some of the, the responsibilities of the losers of your league? What is uh, last year the loser uh, had to go to Alaska for a day? What do you mean, like for a day? Yeah. <laughs> for a day? Yeah. Okay. They went to a place called Nome, Alaska. I That's where the Iditarod it, it goes through there, I think. Yeah. So, so the Lutheran flood race, regardless of the geographic spot in the United States, would have to for a day get on a plane and and prove per, proof of purchase of the ticket and then take a photo. Like, how do you? Oh yeah. I mean, there's there's tasks involved. It was. I think he went in, in March. Um, Okay, but it was it, it was yeah it was a whole thing and that was just one year that was just last year this year it'll be entirely different. What other previous uh, years? Any other examples? Because that's amazing. You have to go to Nome, Alaska. The year before the loser, you know, uh, Barstool Sports does the rough and rowdy, the boxing deal. He fought in that <laughs> at the Super Bowl. The year we were there, he, he was he was fighting in the in the in the boxing on Friday night uh, before the game there. Oh my gosh! Yeah. This is a, you do not want to lose your fantasy league. Jeff. No, you don't. No, that's why I, I, I try to I try to put a lot of faith in, in, in my buddy that's running yeah. the fortunes. Two guys who haven't aged a day, right there. Back on the yeah. Rich Eisen Show. Game time tickets. Get this app immediately on your mobile device and start buying tickets for anything near you from sports, music, comedy, theater, events, killer last minute deals, all in prices. That's my favorite part about it because I don't want any sticker shock. I don't want to just buy tickets and then find out later on about fees that I don't know about. It shows you your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. You can see the view from your seat before you buy. Find last-minute seats like I told you. Great deals. The guesswork is removed from buying tickets thanks to Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use my code RICH. You get $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account. Redeem the code RICH. $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. I got something we haven't done in a while. Oh, what? I got an old-gen stat. Hey. Mm. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, these next-gen stats, they're one thing. Sometimes, you know when I do games? 
you know, uh, out there in the old Europe. You are internationally known, ain't you? Or, or domestically, when I'm, I might not, I might have been the voice of the, the final uh, win of Bill Belichick's remarkable Hall of Fame career as coach. Uh, at any rate, some of these, uh, the, these, uh, those, you know, these new stats, uh, I, I don't understand them. <laughs> Honestly, they make me feel so damn old. Like air yards. I, I understand. Air bro. yards. What does that mean? Oh, that's an easy one. That one's easy. That one's easy. No, but I mean, air yard. No, no, but you know what air, an air yard is? It's a yard in the air. Yeah. Uh, no, it's also like... Yeah, EPA is a big one. The EPA? Environmental EPA? Protection Agency? Yeah. Absolutely not. What are we, yeah. testing car? Estimated points per attempt. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, what is that? Yeah. Are you a next Jenna? Uh, I, 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 I dabble. Do you really? I like listening, I don't know this. I like listening to some people who talk about the hard, kind of hardcore uh, data and analytics. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. It's an interesting not, way to look way, at I, it. I, yeah. I am not saying it's uninteresting. No, 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 no. I'm just more of an, uh, of an old gen stat guy. Like, wins. Yeah, losses. Stats you can like keep on home the pen runs, pen. runs batted in, yeah. field yeah. goals made, Steals. Oh, field goals, goals made. Yeah. scored, yeah. Yeah. block shots, or in this case, draft pick choices. And I'll explain a little bit more after we haven't run this drop in forever. Uh, I don't even know if it worked. Old Gen stats. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah, it worked. Yes. We need one with the football. I, I just like the scratch of the record player. That's an old-gen way of listening to music. Okay. <laughs> A record player. Jared Goff and Brock Purdy. They're playing each other in the NFC Championship. Oh, I heard that. Jared Goff, first overall pick in 2016. Brock Purdy, final pick of the 2022 draft, 262nd overall. The 261 pick difference between starting quarterbacks in a championship round or a Super Bowl is the second largest since the merger. Ooh. Which is the largest difference? Roger Staubach, the 129th pick in the 1964 NFL draft, took on Minnesota's Bob Lee, not the general. Oh, I was just going to oh, say. Bob Lee. Uh, this is not outside the lines. We're, we're, this is old gen stats inside the lines. <laughs> he was the 441st overall pick of the 68 draft. Wow. That's a 312 pick difference in the 1977 NFC Championship game. That's your old gen stat. Old gen stats. There you go. Wow. It's the largest such difference by opposing quarterbacks each selected in the common draft era. That's since 1967. It's, um, you know, who's tied for the sixth largest. Tom Brady against a whole bunch of people. <laughs> I was just about to say. I bet. Like, like who? Uh, who are some of the... Uh, let's see here. Eight games between Tom Brady and a first overall pick are tied for the well, Peyton Manning, sixth largest obviously. difference. He's taking on a whole bunch of Goff first overall pickers. Yeah. See. I mean, I got the list here. Eli twice. Peyton a whole bunch of times. Yep. He never took on Elway, Aikman, Bradshaw. A Goff. 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 Goff and yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, there you go. Eight times he took on a number one overall drafted quarterback. So that's those are the 198 draft pick difference right there. Funny. Eight times. Um, so it's Staubach and Lee, Goff and Purdy. After that, it's McNabb and Brad Johnson in the NFC Championship game before 
the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts against Brock Purdy last year. That's a 290, 209 draft position difference. And then the 1982 AFC Championship game in Miami, which I remember, first time I was sorely disappointed as a Jet fan, <laughs> when Richard Todd, sixth overall, lost to David Woodley, 214th overall. 14 nothing because Don Shula knew Freeman McNeil was coming into the Orange Bowl and left the tarp off the field and let it rain all over it. Yeah, oh, sure. and then Why not? A.J. Dewey picked off Todd a million times, and that's when I learned... <laughs> That's when I learned. Thank God I was a Yankee fan. <laughs> because I, my championships had to come from somewhere. <laughs> Great old Gen Stat segment, guys. Love it. I didn't see that one coming. We're back. We're back. We're back. What else we got to do? We got to start start bench cut again. Yes. Bring back start bench cut for sure. We haven't done high register. Can we do a Super Bowl high register next yeah, week? I got two hours. Well, you just. By the, you just want to hire a register, which means you don't really want to do it. <laughs> Marshall Falk's back there eating breakfast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looked, it smelled great. It's like a croissant with start, eggs. Start bang, oh. Starch ben, bench cut. Bacon. Uh, sausage. Starch. Bench. Ooh, oh, oh, really? Rich, that fast? Oh, wow. I was going breakfast. Well, Who doesn't still, start bacon? You I was don't know going, what his third I was going was. breakfast meats. Yeah, yeah what's his third? Or ham. Oh, cut. Sausage. I'm Jewish. I'm Get out of here. That's easy. That's easy. But you eat bacon, though, bro. You eat bacon? Come on. It's the same thing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think sausage comes from? Exactly. <laughs> By the way, none of that start bench cut. Yeah. It's the least kosher start bench cut ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Got me started. Look at us. I'm sorry. Look at us. It's coming out with segments. Oh my Marcia see, Falk in studio uh, coming up. See, I'm wearing a, my uniform. There's a pig rich. Wait a minute. Who doesn't start bacon over no, any of those? Sausage, def, 100%. You start you sausage have, over you, bacon? You sit me in front of the... 100%. The round sausage, I'll take any sausage. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Dean, the round sausage. Oh, exactly. So good. By the way, I'm he's lived in California too long. Do you hear how he says... Sausage. When do you call it sausage? When it, By who the way, are you? Who are you from New Jersey? This is Del say Tufo it, 30. Say it 30 like, years. Excuse me. I've lived say all my life like in you, California and New say Jersey. sausage 30. like you mean. No. Sausage. That's the way you used to probably say it. All Rich, time I'm growing I'm up. California eyes. What I'm happened to this guy? I'm done. I got boats. He's here. He's California. He's got boats? He's got boats. You know who doesn't have boats? Anyone from New Jersey. Oh, wait a minute. No, so, yeah. What's the name of your boat? In the summer. A guy from New Jersey. You stole his boat name. I actually did. Dugats. Dugats. He's a Californian it's, now. That was... My goodness. My little, the other boat's happening baby in the studio now. right now. What the hell is happening? Hey, by lives. the way, you guys remember on Monday I told you I had an awful Sunday watching football? Uh, sure. May I just tell you what happened really quickly? Well, you got you have uh, to be. Quick. Really quickly. So I'm watching the Packers game with a couple of my buddies. After the game's over, my goddaughter comes in. Okay. She informs me. Now, mind you, I held her five hours after she came into this earth. She informs me that the Cowboys are now her fourth favorite team. Oh. And I was like, what do you mean? Because, like, the Bears are her dads, and they were always first. I always thought the Cowboys were second. She told me, no, the Vikings are her favorite mammal. They're number three, and their second favorite, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Nice. Oh. Hey, yo, come on, man. <laughs> Awful. You need more hugs? 